Hey, Moto Academy podcast, number one podcast in motocross. Made up. Today we have with us my least favorite guest <laughs> we've ever had, Allie Catanzaro. And we have Doug, actually. Yep, Doug's in the house. Doug may or may not be in the shot. He is laying down in between the captain's chairs up front, got comfortable pretty quick. And I want to address the elephant in the room. This van is amazing. I think, I think it's driver Jamie's fault. Shout out driver Jamie, but it's got to be his fault. It's leaking. It's leaking because the van, the the rails up top, we think, are loose. He drove it into his garage. He drove the awning into his garage. So I'm, my guess is that could be why the things up top are loose. But no, I don't. That couldn't be. I'm just kidding, driver Jamie. I, but well, you never know. It got a minor leak. The good news is. I tell you what, the good Todd news is at for Custom Outfits has been really, really good about calling me right away, and he's flying a person out from California, from Sacramento, to fix it ASAP, which is amazing. So if that's the type of customer service that they give regularly, then that's pretty amazing. Today was the first day I got in it while there, it was raining, and I noticed the leak, and right away he's like, okay, I'm flying somebody out. Anyways... Allie Catanzaro is on the podcast for some reason. <laughs> and just to be clear, he made me. And I don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> we got a question from Premix Papa. We did. Well, was it? You want to start off with that? No, we'll fire right off or no. We could start with that and then end with some. Let's just start with it. OK, might as well. Premix Papa, who is Certainly one of the OG Moto Academy members <laughs> is the best at asking questions. So let's see if I can figure this out. Hey, AJ, Alley Cat, Doug. Hey, Premix Papa here. Real quick question and a relationship question, too. Um, I have a friend that I've known for about a year and a half, highly invested in the motocross and supercross industry. Really good rider. And he's a pretty good instructor, too. He and his wife, whom I haven't met yet, but seems like a lovely individual, are getting ready to have their first baby. Any words of advice I can give them as they jump off into this new world? Thanks. Great question. Why do I feel like that's about us? <laughs> that is about us, Alley Cat. Okay. Premix Papa, shout out. Really good question. Uh, I get asked this all the time. So his question, just to be clear, was how do you prepare Any for Any advice <laughs> for ourselves. I don't know the first thing about a baby. Well, I, also, I just found out the other day that <clears throat> you can't give it water. <laughs> Is that true? Well, that <laughs> can you give it water? A baby gets water from milk. Okay, but you or formula with water. It doesn't in need it. water. No, you just, it, it hydrates for how long? Strictly from milk. I actually don't know the answer to that. Uh, okay, we haven't really done too much. At what point does it does it poop immediately? Yeah. Like we're at the Str hospital and it's born. Shoots out and it, and it poops almost immediately, I'm pretty sure. Also, other elephant in the room. We haven't said whether it's a girl or a boy. Have we? No, you've told the Moto Academy oh, people okay. on the app. We're having a girl. Nobody else So knows. that way I can refer to it as she. It's not a sore subject anymore. We're having a girl. She. So when she is born, Millie is her name. Yes, she. How, how soon thereafter does she poop? 
I think pretty much almost immediately. In fact, I actually read she's preparing for it right now. To poop? Yeah. <laughs> that and breathing. So No, seriously. How many times? I try to read my book every night about pregnancy and parenting. And every night AJ interrupts me with his books that he's reading. And he'll tell me he's only going to read me two pages. And he, he reads me six or seven or ten. Even if I start reading mine again, he'll continue to read his over me. So I'm only reading my type of books. So I don't know too much about I babies. I haven't read a parenting book yet. I don't know if it's normal for a guy to do that. Well, it seems like there's plenty of books for dads. Like yeah. there's sections in my book for dads. I wonder. I don't even know, though, that you need to read. Me, what it makes me think is that nobody teaches you anything actually important. Well, but this is kind of what I try and tell life. you with your books is that you can tell me all you want, how to think or how to behave. But until I'm actually in the situation, I I don't know how I'll handle it or. Well, right, but how for my I'll stuff, be. talking about mental, every book I read, just for preface, pref, pre, just pref. a preface, is my mind, mind. So the the book I was reading last night is Psycho Cybernetics, which is actually a good book. I haven't really liked the written others. Written in 1910, Mine's it's really good. Ancient, and. My goal is that it just starts to download subconsciously over time. Into her or into me? Both. Oh, okay. Yep. You, you did say third trimester you're going to start reading That's to her. my plan. Yeah. Because you can't really, unless, for some reason I was thinking this on my run the other day, yesterday, my run yesterday, you can't teach somebody something, a way of thinking, unless they live with you or are with you all the time. You can't just kind of pop in and out of somebody's life periodically or even semi-regularly and think that you're going to affect any real change. Yeah, because it took you long enough to affect me. But I think the the most important part of me changing my mindset was... You decided you, to at some point. Well, no, you you watching you and how you've handled situations and then being put in situations within the last six months where I've been able to see how calmly you handle them when the normal person would not handle them that way. And then it's shown me that it's okay for me to handle things that way too. Like, I feel like that's been very helpful for me. Things that you would think would be super catastrophic or upsetting. And you're just like, well, on to the next thing. It's no big deal. And then it always ends up being just that no big deal. So I feel like that's when I started to realize that what you were preaching was actually useful. Really? Some other things aren't always useful. What other things? <laughs> I don't know. Don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> uh, but, but your so books are useful. <clears throat> you heard it here first. My books are useful. Cam, delete that. Cam, keep that. <laughs> We're going to have some problems. <laughs> my books are useful. Uh, but as far as parenting? That most people in my situation, so we're having the baby November 18th. Are most guys that are a month and a half, two months out from having a baby, are they trying to figure out how to take care of the baby? I'm more so looking at it from the perspective of I want to I want to learn how to think so I could teach teach somebody how to think as much as possible. And I'm prioritizing that where Allie is prioritizing a huge how to actually take care of what him. is what, what is that book called? It's just a pregnancy book that tells you their development and then how to take care of them after. But what I was going to say is... Are you learning a lot from that book? I think so. 
Um, what I was going to say, though, is that I, I, have questions. I think it depends on the experience, the advice that you give to the couple, because AJ and I have been together for, what, 10 or 11 years at this point. And we've grown a lot as individuals together and well, first separately, but then together. Also, we've been through like a lot of different struggles and challenges throughout the years. So I think now the, the best thing that we're able to show to our child and what's helped us be the most prepared is like our ability to communicate with each other and be like a really strong unit. Wouldn't you argue that that's like the most important thing for a kid to see like a strong unit? Yeah. I dislike you a lot of the time. I don't know but, what to do with the baby is But the I think that comes naturally. Like. Really? Yeah. I mean, we didn't know what to do with. Well, you didn't know what to do with a dog. When people. Think about how easily that comes to you. Yeah, but the dog. There's not much to no, him. No, it's the same Doug, thing. there's not much to you, Doug. Well, we don't have to put a diaper on him, but is a mailman well, we going to pull up right point. now? This would be embarrassing. We did have to put a diaper on him at one point. Oh, yeah. It didn't work, though. Nope. He peed out the side of it, didn't he? Nope. He, he shat out the side of it. He did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he was doing that every night, and we had uh, a routine where you'd take him out of the cage, clean the cage, and I'd bathe him simultaneously. You want to know advice, real advice, from... <laughs> People that haven't had a kid yet, get a dog first. That is actual advice. But make sure that you're in a position in your life to where a dog isn't going to strap you down and supply you with excuses to not do other things. Because a dog could give you the excuse to not move. It could give you an excuse to not travel. It could give you. I don't think that's the case with most people. I think you and I are just like very obsessed with our dog and feel guilt for a lot of reasons more, more more so me than you but but it's a dog is definitely good practice before a kid just learning Big how to take care time. of your, yeah something. when he when uh ali birthed doug <laughs> and sweet he, douglas he came to our house at six or eight weeks old six we tried to crate train him which in hindsight we will never do that again because that was a that was a pointless experience we didn't know that the crate was supposed to be small to match the size of the dog because it, what that's supposed to do is it makes them not want to poop in their cage. It makes them feel secure. And it makes them feel secure. So we had too big of a cage He and he would poop all in it and just screech and only at 2 a.m. at night. And we would have to take shifts waking <laughs> up and not only taking him out to go to the bathroom, cleaning him and cleaning the entire cage of poop. And the back wall. That How many times a night? Well, for like a, a week, it was two nights, two times a night. And then after that, it was like two until, times a night yeah. for the first week. People that have had a kid are probably laughing and like, oh, what, wait till you see what's having a kid is going to be like. But at the very least, it's good practice because up until that point, I had never had to worry about anything other than myself. You I think, included. I think premix Papa, the advice that you give somebody is just to just wing it. Just wing it. Just wing it. Just do what feels good. I mean, how is, I don't know. Everybody's, I mean, I am getting slightly wet, but. <laughs> Premix Papa has great advice. I talked to him you on just, the phone the other day. You can't jump like that because then you'll totally lose me, by the way. What else? You can't drink water for the first however long. Yeah. The thing well, that freaks me out is the umbilical it, cord. How long until it can eat? She can eat. I don't know. I think almost eight, six months. And then you start introducing. But who tells you that? Like, well, you're just guessing. Six no, months? a book. A book. Okay. Or like the pediatrician. Your book tells you that? 
No, but the next book after that would. How soon after the baby's <laughs> born until it goes to the doctor? Guys, we literally have not had any of these conversations ourselves. No, Anytime I try to talk to AJ about it, he gets bored and then does something else. As if he does not have a child coming in two months. Loser. What <laughs> If there's inclement weather, what should she wear? What? You don't understand the reference. No, I, no, I don't. No. Uh, Surprised you think I would. Can she get cold? Yep. Can she get Did you see hot? that cute jacket I bought her yesterday? Can she not be in hot temperatures at first? No. How, what time the, does she go to bed at night? That's totally up to us. One of how, my closest friends. How do you know if a baby needs to take a nap? They start falling asleep. What happens if. Doug, you want to get up? What is burping? I feel like I'm talking to a child. What is burping? It's how you get them to not. I don't know. You don't know? Well, you burp them so that they don't, like, so that they can throw up the milk that they couldn't digest. I'm not really sure. Is that why? This Sounds is probably like pretty funny to most parents. when you somebody, why do you put your foot out in a corner? They're like, well, I think it's because of this. You don't even know why? No. We should look that up. We got a UPS guy coming. Oh. Do you think he needs a signature? Here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How do I hide? <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. You don't have to hide. He can't see us. Sure he can. AJ, there's... I I will say, shout out UPS. Really bright lights. When they drop stuff off in the rain, everything is packaged with, like, uh, plastic wrap. Unless it's from Target. That's... Really? Yeah. That's quite nice that they do that. So, shout out UPS. Burping yeah. a baby allows your baby to remove some of that gassiness to relieve the pain. It also prevents spitting up. Which when they when you burp them they spit up so that doesn't make sense. Hmm. So it's for gas reasons. Okay, that doesn't make sense. So just they just don't have out. a their intestines aren't capable of. No. If a baby's born a couple weeks too early, they can't even breathe on their own. So like at the six month mark, do you give a baby? Uh, premix Papa, we don't know what to do. Send help. No, Premix Papa, AJ doesn't know what to do. Premix Papa, I don't know what to do. If I don't know what to do, I'll actually read about it and I'll figure it out. And I'll teach I'll teach her how to think. Yeah. That's the most important part. But yeah. getting back to your point, the couple, the mom and dad, just knowing how to talk to each other and communicate and respond to situations, I'm excited because I think that we're really well, far along. If you just think of the reason why most people in the world... And that this is not to say that we're perfect because we still have a lot of plenty of problems we could work out. But when you think of the reason why most people in the world have issues, it's always stemmed from childhood. And usually it's always something related to their parents. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Like how they were raised or different experiences that they went through. So we've everything, got that down. Everything that I'm reading right now talks about the fact that a baby from now, third trimester through age eight or age 10, I guess, depending on who you talk to is completely subconscious at that point, meaning that they're they're operating like at a certain brave brain wavelength, which is theta, I believe, which is, uh, they aren't really fully conscious. So the way you could describe that to somebody is it's like, when you're us, you have a filter. You're, you, things are coming, you're kind of accessing what you think you need to keep and download. You're, 
you're filing out what you don't think you need. So there's a filter and there's a system to filter it. When you're zero to eight, there's not a filter. It's downloading all of it. So you're getting the positive experiences, the negative experiences, how your parents react to things, how all of it. And then what that does is that creates your personality and that turns into how most people operate until the day they die. So I'm most excited to mold a person from day zero. Yeah, but you wonder like, could being that way be too insensitive where it could have the opposite effect on her? Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like you kind of I, operate from a, a, a non-emotional standpoint. No, no. That's so, where I don't understand. Uh, that's Okay, that's a good point. So, this mic is so heavy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Whew. She was arguing that it wasn't worth $80 to get the No, I thought they had stands, stands and the stands were just coming from the ceiling, the new ones. That's what I oh, thought. Oh, you think we just have things that repel from the ceiling in here? No, no, no. I'm saying when you had your last podcast, I thought they were sitting on the table. No. Or that they could. But didn't you have stands for these at one point? I've got one up there, but well, it wouldn't, it'd be too high. It'd be, wouldn't I'd work. rather hold it and put it on my lap. So that's a misconception. Allie has the tendency to think that <laughs> learning how to think the correct way is being unemotional or burying deep down an emotion. That's not what it is. It's knowing what an emotion is, and it's knowing that you are not the emotion that is coming up. It is just a subconscious response to something. It's not, the, the, because you can, I don't, this is difficult, because I don't understand enough about it. To, I can't wait, give me 10 years. <laughs> so your conscious, which is you recognizing, ooh, I'm being emotional right now, or ooh, I'm sad, I'm happy is different from the feeling of being happy, unhappy. I understand lonely, that. No, my sad. point is is you and I will go through the same same scenario, right? Yeah. Scenario X. And you will literally look how you look now. Like just blinking but mostly lifeless. And then if I ask <laughs> you how you feel about it, you won't even admit that a certain emotion came up and that you dismissed it or whatever it was. Whereas me, I at least acknowledge when something upsets me and I, and then I can decipher, okay, how am I going to go about it to make it better and not overreact? But you just, there's no reaction. Do you uh, get well, what I'm so saying? I think. No, you that, give that some thought. That's a good point. Well, somebody asked, I think it was Joe Dispenza. And if you were to teach your kid one thing, what, well, where would your main focus be? And he said that the focus would be to shorten the emotional refractory period from something happening in your response to it. Meaning somebody cuts you off in traffic and you have a, an emotional response of anger for X amount of time. Some people, it might be a day, it, right? Some people might get cut off in traffic on the way to work and talk about it all day and feel a certain type of way all day. Some people, it might be a couple of hours. Some people, it might be a minute. Some people it might be five seconds. For me, I'm the five second type of guy. I maybe even less than that. I've practiced it enough to where when I experience an emotion, I can go through the whole process of recognizing the emotion, understanding that it is not really serving me in that situation and that it's also not And that's how me. you want your daughter to react? And then I'm done with it. Good or bad. So I wish that I could quote this story accurately. Have you ever heard the story of the, the farmer, the Chinese farmer? You'd have to give more detail. Okay. So it's a, 
it's in regards to just teaching a lesson and not judging a moment, good or bad. Chinese farmer has a son. The son wants uh, a horse. The story for people that have heard it, I'm sorry, I'm about to but I'm gonna butcher it. He finds a horse. Somehow. It, you gotta speed it up. He brings it back to the farmer, the farmer, and he goes, How amazing is this? I just found a horse, we can keep it. Always wanted a horse. Farmer says it's not I don't know if it's good or bad, I can't judge it. Next day, the kid the horse runs away. Kid goes to the farmer. Farmer says, I don't know if it's good or bad. I can't judge it. The next day, the horse comes back and it comes back with a hundred other horses. And he goes, the kid goes to the farmer, we're rich. We have all of this livestock, we're rich. Farmer goes, it's not good or bad. I don't know, I can't, I can't judge it. The next day, the kid is riding the horse and breaks his leg. Ride the horse. Ride the horse. <laughs> Let us know if you know leg. what that reference is. Farmer, I don't know if it's good or bad. I can't judge it. The next day, the army comes to recruit the son to go off to war. And the son can't because he has a broken leg. I don't know if the story ends there. <laughs> so I don't know if it, it keeps going. But isn't that interesting? AJ, there had to be a, some sort of conclusion to that there story. Was sort of, there was a conclusion. Oh, folks, we lost them. But the point is, you can't judge it whether it's good or bad because you don't know what it's going to actually lead to coming up next. So if you just kind of accept things that happen, good or bad, and you just accept that they have happened, it's very different than, like, truly accepting something is very different than this being unemotional or not... Yeah, you think that it's being unemotional. It's not. No, I just I think, I think there's a that. way to show that it's not easy, like acknowledge that, but that it doesn't need to take up space is my whole point to that. But that story makes sense, even though you're an awful storyteller, one, and two, huh? you didn't even finish it. I'm a good storyteller. Story <laughs> okay. Um, but I'm what a good I was going to say normally. is, I just need to know the story that I'm telling. Correct. I knew before yeah, I even started. That so why just start it? Because I thought I could. Mm -hmm. I got to. You got to practice. Dad, you gotta, take the mic. You got to take a shot. Um, but I can say that with that story, there's been experiences in my life, recent or not, where like the Georgia that thing. makes sense. Yeah, I was trying not to say it. That having not worked out will ultimately make it already is making a lot of sense yeah. it will make so much sense in the future and thank god it didn't work out well and there was a lot of but different it, things at once that could have all been considered very bad which you saw me go through the motions even after georgia and then even now oh two weeks later from that situation i'm like that's no big deal something awesome has come along to take its place. Yep. And then it all, it'll always happen like that. So, so I'm starting to believe it through, to totally bring it back to what I said in the beginning, through experiences is how I'm learning what you've been trying to tell me and teach me all along. Like it's one thing for you to tell me, but then once I go through the experience and I can actually like put it into action. That's why I'm excited to start from scratch with the kid because it's trying to, it's unbelievable <laughs> how much is leaking from what it's seems like nothing. <laughs> 
And it's not spread. Thank God, I guess. It's no, not spreading anywhere No, but I bet you there's a seam right there. And when Jamie drove into the garage, it could have done something with lifting a part up where now something's coming through a seam, maybe. Yeah. Well, Gosh darn it, driver, out, Jamie. Shout out Custom Outfits. <laughs> the van is freaking awesome. They are flying out to fix. Yeah, that's pretty good. The minor league. That's some customer service you don't get these days. So, and it's, <clears throat> I mean, where it's leaking ultimately, like, well, it's not, it's fine. This Comfy is waterproof, couch. waterproof floor, waterproof couch. I'm not too I actually about. asked AJ to take me on a road trip to Maine in this. Uh, still hasn't taken me, but I think that'd be a lot of fun. Well, okay, anyways, I was excited about having a kid from day zero because what she's experiencing and what people will experience, I wonder if that's going to be too bright is reprogramming for some people they give up on the reprogramming and they can never actually change their mind enough to make real change in their life in their thinking process etc if you start from scratch with somebody and do it the right way you don't have to reprogram the entire thing the way you can think of the way what psycho cybernetics does is it talks about your subconscious mind which is your program it is your computer program and it calls it a bunch of different things. It references it as a success mechanism, a creative mechanism, a computer, whatever it is. As you have experiences, good or bad, especially in the first eight years, you are molding and downloading software into that computer. So when you're 30 years old, and you're trying to break a bad habit and form a new habit, essentially you're trying to erase old programs and download new programs into your computer. The problem is the average person, and I'd argue that this stat is probably even higher, it's 95% of the day subconscious. Only 5% of the day are you conscious. I think it's less than that. So you are trying to use that 5% of your day that you're actually conscious and outside of the, the program to be able to make changes to the program. That takes a long time, it takes a lot of patience and persistence and repetition. Most people give up. Most people, when I tell them to read Think and Grow Rich, they probably start and read a couple pages and oh, then never the read it again. that's the wrong book to tell people to start off right. on. Now that I've read all of the books okay. that I've read in the past, by the way, I looked up the note on my phone. I didn't read Think and Grow Rich until June of 2022. So a year and three months ago. It's amazing how different I am from a year and three months ago. And I've read, I don't know, 30 books this year, maybe more. But now I know don't start somebody with that book because you- Oh my gosh, it's so dry. It's amazing. It's the best still. It's the best out of all the books that I've read. But it's, I use the term low level and high level. Don't she like it. She hates it. Think it's rude. <laughs> Super rude. Only You only think it's rude if you're low level. <laughs> I'm having your child. <laughs> you better watch it. There's levels. There's levels to it. So it's relevant. And he just started off at high level, it's folks. Rel it's relative. I started out when I started reading that book a year and three months ago at a relatively, no, I didn't. Higher level than most people. That's not saying much. Most well, people are probably pretty low level as far as their thinking and understanding how to make change, uh, how to, you know, I was going to say be happy, but. How to well, just, definitely that. Uh, it takes a long freaking time. <clears throat> but if you start with somebody right from day one, that's going to be so exciting. And it makes me think that the only advantage or disadvantage isn't necessary. Like when people say 
children are privileged or I think the only privilege is having a parent that is high level enough to teach you those things to give you a giant head start in the beginning part of your life. I didn't figure it out. By the way, I haven't figured it out. I didn't begin to even start to become and figure it out until a year and th three months ago at age 29. Yeah. I feel like you have that, you have to, I mean, I think we've seen it too, like with your mom. She's how old? In her early 50s, mid 50s. And just the amount that she's changed since you've been talking to her, but she won't read your books, neither will I. But just being around you in your presence. And I mean, to be in your 50s and to change, most people are probably set in their age. Yep. And then she'll fall back into the ways. She'll emerge out. But she she realizes it though when she yeah, slips. Yeah, so that's step one is is starting to have it like a. That's normal. You recognize or you can observe how you're acting and reacting to things and just being able to observe. So and that's what meditation is is learning to be good at observing. But. Do people in the app have any interest in this stuff? Do they show interest when you talk yeah, about it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, yeah. There's so many different ways to describe it and there's so many depths which you can describe it. I need to, my goal is to learn, I wanna get so good at understanding the mind and everything there is to do with it. Epigenetics and neuroscience and all of it. So I know every single angle of all of it. Like the book I was reading on- This the, came out of nowhere, everyone. <laughs> the book I was reading on the plane yesterday was by uh, Lipton. Don't know his first name. Doesn't matter. It's called The Biology of Belief. And he's a cell, he's a cell biologist. And it, it he made the discovery that, I don't know if he made the discovery, I think he did, that the nucleus is not the brain of a cell. Because if you remove the nucleus from the cell, it can still live on and go through its its actions. It's actually the membrane. Anyways, <laughs> sweet baby Jesus, that's this down, is what I live with. That, folks. That, that is down to the cellular <laughs> level of Cam's understanding fall editing this <laughs> that environment. Sorry, essentially, what this book is about is that the environment of the cells is what determines the cell. Not people thought before it was <laughs> it was DNA. Your DNA was what you had and it was what you were stuck with. So you were you yeah. like you were you were what you were your entire life yeah just based on dna this book talks the scientific points of okay. why that's not the case you could change your genetics you could change your dna <coughs> well it's funny because my big passion is all about like fitness and nutrition and yours has become all about like mental strength or whatever you'd like to call it and both of those have been proven <laughs> Whatever you'd like to call Whatever it. Whatever you'd like to call it. Piece of shit. <laughs> and I feel like both of those things paired together, nutrition especially, mental strength or whatever you'd like to call it, have been proven to have such an impact on like disease and health today. So I just thought that was... Mental strength or whatever you call it is... <laughs> hey, I'm mentally strong or whatever you call is it. Is the most important part. We argued about this the other day in the car. We were trying to put a percentage <laughs> on. She said it was 50 50, uh, you know, your mind versus your what diet and health or your health. Well, yeah, because if you think about an old person, they could be mentally strong, but if they haven't taken care of their body up to that point and they fall and they break 
a bone and they have no muscle to protect them. Like that's usually when people start going. I feel like it's all very, it's all important. You could argue. I would say so. So now you're agreeing? Yeah. All right. (laughs) I told you this morning, I don't like it when I'm right or when I prove you wrong. Can you believe that Doug just came in here and then just... No, I thought he was going to sit on my lap, but kind of bummed about that. Well, we thought... So we just went on a tangent. He's not even in the shot. Do we have any sort of, like, structure to this? Or, like, should I ask you questions? How long... (laughs) Sure. How long uh, would you guess that we've been podcasting for? 20 minutes. 35 minutes. Gosh. I know. It flies by. That's why when I said we'll be doing it for an hour to an hour and a half, you were like, nope, no way. Well, because... our conversations usually last two seconds. It goes quick because when you fire on all syllables, when you fire on all syllables like I do, you know, you could just talk for an hour and a half straight, not let anybody else even get a word in edgewise. Oh, you're so lucky that this is your podcast because you've cut me off five different times. Basically, when you've created the number one podcast in motocross, (laughs) you can basically just do and say whatever you want. AJ believes that if he keeps saying it's the number one podcast in motocross, it's going to become it. I didn't say that. Mental strength or whatever you'd like to call it. Mental strength. Or whatever you'd like to call it. The Moto Academy. Mental strength. Or whatever you'd like to call it. <laughs> Sign up now. Uh, Ask me a question. So where do we take this? Where do we go from here? We've never talked this much to each other in one sitting. No, I don't talk to Allie usually. <laughs> we really don't. Well, you're always gone. You've been home a I'm lot more lately, though. i always gone. No, now you're home more. Now that you're doing the one class a week thing. Although this week was two classes a week. You didn't make it to the first one. How unfortunate is that, that that keeps happening? This season, I have rescheduled so many classes. It's unbelievable. I wonder if there's a way for us to figure out how much money it actually costs us in changes and flight schedule changes and whatever the heck else we had. It's mainly been flying, right? The issues with flight delays. It's and they blame it on weather when it isn't always, but just because they blame it on weather, there's nothing you could do about okay, it. Okay, so we, I told this story to somebody yesterday and they looked at me like I was lying. I got off the plane the other day and now, granted, I was on a, I was on a gummy. Don't say that. Huh? Come on, there's kids. I had a gummy bear. Ugh. Anyways. Just like now. Just, what do you mean just like now? I'm not, I didn't have a gummy bear today. You didn't? Not even right this second. Not even right this second. Are you sure? Yes. Anyways. (laughs) That was weird. I just got off the flight. Don't remember what airline it was. And it was very late. Very late. An hour and a half late. Sat on the runway forever. There was delays left and right. We land an hour and a half late. The captain, the pilot. He was on a boat, folks. The pilot and the flight attendants never made reference the entire time that we were running late. The pilot never came on and said, hey, guys, I apologize for the inconvenience. I'm so sorry. We're going to be getting in. This is the updates. We're getting in 45 minutes late, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is. Flight attendants, nothing. Didn't make reference of it. And I was like, am I in some type of like, what, twilight zone? Like what, this is very bizarre. Got off the flight and I was walking behind the flight attendants on the way to baggage. Don't know how I got behind the flight attendants. That would have required oh, me someone to else, I think really I know have taken my time. This. But they were talking to that. each other. 
And I heard them say, yeah, they, they just, uh, we've just stopped telling people that we're delayed now because what, what are they going to do anyways? Like this they, happened weeks ago. They can't ago? do anything about it anyways. And then the other one laughed. And I was like, oh my God, that's horrible. Well, airlines know that your only options are them. Yeah, it's bad. It's getting to a point of uh, there needs to be some type of correction because the airlines are actually really, really quite bad. And when they blame it on weather, which I have a hunch that a lot of times there's a there's a lot of pilots, commercial pilots, probably that listen to this podcast, private pilots. I know for sure. So maybe that story sounds crazy. Maybe I was hearing things. Maybe they weren't even two flight attendants for all I know, but I'm pretty sure that they were. <laughs> Just dressed similar with uh, their hairnets in and everything. But what sucks is that when a flight does get rescheduled because of weather. Why did I say hairnets? What? Because of weather, you are responsible for your hotel, your rental car accommodations, your everything. So every time that happens, I'm spe- like, I just flew to attempted the flight of Vancouver yesterday. Got stuck in Washington Dulles in Virginia. <clears throat> Had to get a so hotel. So calm, by the way. It, it almost drove me nuts because you call me to solve it for you. And I'm feeling so bad for you because it's happened so much. It's only been like the last three or four months. <clears throat> Probably, right? It was I, happening to you and James a lot in like June. I tell you what, June. I handle it. Like a psycho. <laughs> I am so good at those types of situations. He calls me. I'm at the grocery store. I panic, pull my cart over to the side, and I'm like looking for other flights to get you there. I'm looking for different at different airports. And then when I found out that you were going to miss it, I was panicking for poor Mitchell teaching his third class with 60 people. Uh, so <clears throat> what I will say is it's nice to have a team of people that do things for you, but it takes also the leader to be able to like say, okay, this is what has happened. This is kind of what needs to happen for somebody that doesn't have that and has to make, do all the next steps themselves. I could see how it could be easier to react emotionally to that and then to get pissed off and frustrated. And because it's going to take, there goes little Lenochi. He's got the Moto Academy shirt on doing a wheelie past our driveway. Shout out Lenochi. Is that dangerous when it's wet? He's going in a straight line. Where's my boy Fabio? So it's it's more difficult in those situations. But what I like actually is it, airports are entertaining because you people watch and you can people watch when things start to go bad like that, when they announce that oh, something's canceled or rescheduled. And it's just fun to be a fly on the wall to see people's reactions to all every step of it. And it's it's sad because a lot of them are way older than I am and they have no idea how to deal with the situation. If you can process that you have zero control over it. No matter how you ju- decide to judge that moment, whether you're you missing that flight is you're judging it as good or you're ju- judging it as bad, you have zero control. If you don't judge it and then just simply say, okay, I need to figure out a solution. I'm really good at figuring out solutions and it allows you to be creative without being emotional. This I'm, podcast has turned into AJ preaching would you mental s- strength or whatever you call it. On this episode of preaching mental strength or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Did anybody have any more? Qu- Did we get one question? No, I uh, didn't have time. The, the furniture people came. Hey, by one, the, I like his little telephone another. thing he does. Oh, he's great. Premix yeah. Papa is the best. He I, looks like he's got style, too. We invited him to dinner one time, but he, he, he uh, it was his birthday and he had to go be with his family. So. So, wow. So he bailed on us. 
that's kind of hurtful. <laughs> you didn't even get an invite. I'm always going to mess with them about that, even though it was the the best reason you could have for not saying yes to going to dinner with us. He had to get home to his family, and it was his birthday. Yeah, we'll let him sl- premix Papa. We'll let you slide just that once, but tell you what. This whole podcast has become a tribute to Premix Papa. Premix Papa. Question. Shout out to Premix Papa. Also, shout out to driver Jamie. Allie, anybody else you want to shout out inside the Moto Academy app while we're here? Uh, Dicks and Balls. Yeah. At your right. mom's house. At your mom's house. Yeah, Dicks and Balls. I, I, shout I really out. love the creative Who usernames. Shake and Blake. Love Shake, Shake and, Blake. and Blake. Okay. Yeah. Nothing cuter than a little boy on a dirt bike. Um, anybody else? Is there somebody that I should shout out? No, but I'm just seeing. I'm just basically testing your knowledge of Moto Academy. Um, Arvens. Wow, very good. Shout out Arvens. Nice. Ball, I, I went to dinner with Ball. Arvens. Ball 328? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I could keep I could keep rattling them off, but you know what? Just go ahead. What, what were you going to say? <laughs> can you give me one more? I'll give you $100 if you can give me one more. The real GP. Okay, two more. He doesn't count, but nicely done. No, he, he give counts Give me one more already. and I'll give you $100. Matt Flood? No, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. No, you can't keep making up rules. Matt Flood doesn't count. $100. Matt Flood. $100. Okay, Real GP doesn't count because he already won a trip. Matt Flood doesn't count because he stayed at our house. Give me another one. He just stayed at our house. $100. Give me one more. That's it. Pretty good. I mean, that was quite a few. You don't get a hundred dollars, but well, you didn't quite you win the hundred dollars because you can't give rules after you offer well, up a hundred dollars. You set them too fast. That was pretty good. Uh, I went to dinner with our Vens after Tomahawk a couple weeks ago. You I've just know been what seeing that name in the app. He's great. I disappeared from the app. I entered the chat like a couple months ago. Um, and then what? I took a hiatus and I'm back. You got burnt out of the Moto Academy? Yeah, it was, it was too much for a couple months. Couldn't. Your, <laughs> your brand stresses me out a little. And now I'm back. Coming in, coming in strong. Coming in strong. You want to know what I did to our events? What? I think I've talked about this on the podcast, so I'll just say it quickly. I invited him to dinner. He also ditched you? Told him that we were going to Outback. There wasn't an Outback in the town. So he just guessed that it, I meant Texas Roadhouse. And you were no, there? No, I said Texas Roadhouse. It was actually an Outback that we went to. So, so he, did he guess that it was Outback? He guessed. Okay. Well, you're an awful so, storyteller, but but thanks. <laughs> we just got to be over here guessing the end to stories. Three of them now. Three. It all started with the farmer. That was a good one. That oh, was a good story. for the love of sweet baby That was Jesus. a good story. You want to know I'm who told that story on. better the first time I heard that? Definitely not you. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was. On, he had an Good interview story, with though. the guy from Walking Dead. Oh wait, I actually think I saw that, and I listened great. to him tell that story. That's it probably how I heard it. Great. What's that guy's name? Don't know. Worst podcast Dixon ever. Balls. <laughs> I love how Dixon Balls is the first Moto Academy member that you shout out. Did you know that Dixon Balls made us uh, mm. sausage <laughs> bratwurst? This oh, bratwurst yeah, sausage. Yeah. yeah uh, for lunch. Rob or somebody told or driver Jamie told me that when you guys got back. Yeah, so shout out Dixon Balls for giving shout uh, out for some shout out Dixon Balls. He and supplied at your the mom's s- house. He supplied the sausage at uh, MX23 last week. Bringing the meat. 
He bringing the meat and the, the heat. Yeah. So Sick. That, was, that was great. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. I hate that. Also, shout out. Two Matt things Flood. I hate. Shout out. And, you don't like shout outs? And I hate the word merch. I used it yeah. today in my story. Merch makes me cringe. You know what? You know, shout out Daniel for the good merch. Apparel. We're not going to call it merch anymore. I've decided <laughs> we're going to call it apparel. 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 Because man friend Dan is. He is great. Yeah, he's got. I a wear good his stuff. Eye. Oh, I thought I had something on. You do, but we can't oh, under show this it. I do. Yeah. Man friend Dan is designing all of the new merch, which I've been kind of wearing a little bit, teasing a little bit in some of the videos, some of the podcasts. He's done about six to nine designs for us. And uh, he's going to redo, he's going to do the entire website page. He's going to shoot them professionally, not just product images, but lifestyle images. And it's going to be an apparel company, not merch. Yeah, because merch is, there's levels, there's levels to it. We're ready to level up. You had merch for a long time that I wouldn't wear. We're doing. It was soft, but it wasn't cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a, there goes little Lenochi with the Moto Academy shirt on again. No, older one. Luca. Oh. Luca. Shout out Luca and Fabio. Shout out Fabio. They wear Moto Academy merch, so. Apparel. They wear Moto Academy apparel. Allie, do you have any other questions for me? Why are these... I thought that we were going over people's questions for us. Are we not popular enough for people to ask no, me? No, I, I didn't finish the story before. I didn't screen record. I didn't get a chance to do them all because the people came, ran out of time. I could probably look we'll pull now. Pull them up. But no, that's going to take Cam can cut. Forever. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> Cameraman Cam. Soon to be Father Albert. Quick question for you guys. By the way, that'll be $1,000, honey, you can pay in the front. Since we got the SMX playoffs going on right now and there's a lot of money on the line, do you or do you not think there's gonna be a lot of people taking each other out? Also, second question. If and when you open up a Moto Academy in the Northeast, are you gonna do it indoors, in or outdoors? Or is that even a thing? Just wondering, hit me up, guys. Hope everything's going good. Is that his girlfriend or his wife? Ouch. Shout out Dr. Greg. That didn't have anything to do with you. No. Uh, but. Do you want to answer that question? So I want to answer the second question. Okay. Moto Academy, New England. Nope. Let's go in line. So that was the second question. Right. So answer question one first, please. Okay. Question one. So what you was don't question forget one? to go back SMX. To Will people be taking each other out? You know, what's funny is I used to try back in the day when I was such a complete, absolute nervous wreck. So three years ago and beyond at races. Well, I would I argue would, you were at the beginning of last season a nervous wreck, but uh, you I wanted would, to quit. I would try and make myself feel better at the races or motivate myself by looking at how much money I could earn and just trying to look at it strictly from a financial perspective, which now that I've had the conversation with, I, I've had a conversation with Dazzy about just that and that that's how they frame things to be able to take pressure off is they just look at the financials. Uh, like when it came to Jets perfect season, they just looked at the financials of what they would earn if he won the championship and did the math and figured that it was worth so much more to win the championship than just to win individual race rounds that the only focus was on the championship. So that's interesting. But with me, I would like look at the purse money and try to be like, okay. <laughs> Which was what? 
Well, I would always tell myself like, well, what if I went out and won this race? I, <laughs> instead of making 2,500 bucks, I could make 30 grand. Like at that point, couldn't I just risk everything to just make 30 grand? I only have to go out there for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or however long it is. Like, couldn't, can't I just do that? But once you get out on the track, the, you, that doesn't apply anymore. So I don't know how much people are thinking about like, oh, if I make this pass, it's this much more money. If I make this pass, it's this much more money. I also feel like the people that you're seeing, what, top 10 or top five right now are all really good, like individuals with integrity that aren't like that. Is that a fair statement to make? But definitely in 450, 250, like you don't know what you're going to get because there's a lot of young kids thrown in the mix. 450. Yeah. Barsha would be the wild card of like, you don't know well, if Barsha yeah. is going to take you out, but it's Barsha doesn't do it in like some grudge hold of a retaliation. Just Barsha do just it. does it. And Which, Anderson just does it like there's just guys that just ride a certain way to where they just have less of a regard for what's going on around them. It's not necessarily like a premeditated. I got to get this guy to make more money. Yeah, I don't think so. Good question. Uh, second question. Second question on indoor versus outdoor for Moto Academy yeah, Northeast. Well, I remember this was even before. Georgia was being talked about, I told you that I thought you needed to open something in New England just because there's such a market for riders here and their season is so short that what was the name of the last place that was indoors here? Mototown. And it closed down because people were dying or something? It collapsed. It, wow, even worse. People did die there. Uh, what, under the Not collapsing? because it collapsed. They died oh, riding two separate bikes and then it collapsed. <clears throat> That's really unfortunate. But if you think about it, if you could find, and I know that we kind of looked into this um, in the last couple of months, but if you could find a large enough piece of land, like even in an industrial area here, how much, I mean, would it really cost that much to build like a warehouse size indoor facility? Yeah. But relative to like what? I mean, you look at the prices of, that people are selling some of these tracks for in other areas, West Virginia. Yeah, some of the track prices I, I do see for I mean you could build a, an indoor track for a few million dollars you could do a bubble for less than two million dollars I remember and I think I told you this when I I was a golfer in high school and there was a dome it was called the golf dome in Warwick Rhode Island a bubble and it was a bubble but it was huge it was mm -hmm. like it was like taller than a top golf did it have where you could do jumps and things like that what and did then, it have in it did it have like a a pro shop in yeah. it yeah on the first level, you had to actually walk pretty far to get into the dome itself. Um, Did you go there in the winter? Yeah. Was it cold in the winter? It wasn't like super warm, but it was comfortable. And when you're golfing. So you didn't have to wear a jacket? Maybe a vest. Okay. But it was totally fine. I feel like that would be more. I don't know. Would you want to buy a property we'll, and have both options? We will build We'll build an indoors place in, in New England. I, there, I would say there's. Uh, greater than a 75% chance that that happens. Let's say there's probably better than a 90% chance that that happens. It's so funny. I just though. don't know when. It could be in a year. It could be in four years. I've literally had zero interest in anything dirt bike related f since I met AJ. When I met AJ, I didn't even know they existed. And up until what, maybe like six months or a year ago, I started having more interest only because 
I liked the idea of helping you build a brand and like you carrying out your mission and doing that. And so I've been thinking a lot about like track locations and things like that, especially now that we have a baby coming into play so that you can be more in one central location instead of having to travel away from me every week. And I would love for you to have a facility in Connecticut or somewhere in New England, like close to here. Yeah. Like an hour and a half drive or less. We will. There's too big of a motocross market here, off-road and motocross to not do that. And if we did it, I wouldn't want to do it for just, well, uh, it could always start as seasonal and outdoors. I mean, why not? Because we're going to have a facility that's seasonal on the other six months of the spectrum. Do you still, after the last, need to be able to, after the last facility not happening, do you still want a facility that's mostly training? Or do you want it to be a place where people can just come and like ride for the day, but you offer training packages? I want it to be not all strict. of it. That's what that's what the Georgia location. That's what the business model is. Is that it will? I just be thought we kind of decided that wasn't like who you wanted your or what you were hoping for your demographic to be, as like the serious serious person. I think that region specifically was going to bring more serious people, but the business model itself <laughs> was going to allow for everything, because you would have a certain amount of groups and a certain amount of trainers and a certain amount of tracks to be able to have everybody in a rotation to where you could have the guys that are about to turn pro in a group doing their training blocks and their training blocks are going to be a bit more serious. Or Mm -hmm. you could have the group three guys that just want to go out and ride the vet track and just cruise around, like have some trainers there, but just being a little bit maybe more involved or less involved. The idea is that it will be like cameraman cams like saying, I think it was cameraman cam that said this, we're going to be a la carte. You just pick yeah. whatever you want. That's I what that's I think. Cool. I don't know. I don't know yet. Well, because it, it, I asked that because it seems like training facilities just now being more aware of like what's offered in the industry after you had interest in purchasing Georgia. Yeah. Um, it just seems like they're so. What's the word I'm looking for? Like not clicky. That's not the right word. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know like which direction you're cult? going with this. Not what? like a cold. <laughs> like clicky. What are you talking about? Where I feel like, I don't know. I, f- I feel like there's certain standards that they have that makes it hard for like the average individual to join. Oh, be- uh, honey, he's so, why are you even paying attention? He's over here now. Because they are highly, highly, highly focused on a very niche group of <laughs> the next generation of people like on the cusp of turning pro i think that's cool i get it i just don't think it's as fun well i think there's a need for it yeah i just think that there's more of a need for not that well i think kind of like you said a la carte too because then you're serving every single type of person in the sport and i don't that's the benefit of us is that our (laughs) curriculum is so technical that and our my philosophy is so like well thought out that mental strength or whatever you it want to call applies it. to any skill level. I truly believe that. 
I believe that Jet Lawrence could be on the same program as a guy that learned how to ride a bike a month ago. Alley Cat? Jet Lawrence and Alley Cat could be on the same program, essentially. And I, when you, I think that there's a that little makes bit... Sense. I think there's a little bit too much focus when you go to a lot of these places to where it's too advanced and too speed focused. So yeah, yeah that's been that our thing sense. from the very beginning. I was the feed on guy. I would tell everybody to keep their feet on. I've been saying it for years and years now at this point, three, four, five years, maybe. Well, I started riding with both feet on when I tore my ACL in 2016, 2023 now. So it's been a while. And you see it, everybody doing it. Yeah, everybody's starting to do it. Yeah. I've been calling it forever. So, uh, Interesting. Yeah. Basically, the moral of this podcast is you're married to... He's doing it again, folks. Yep. Um, would you like to, and he, now recording. he's looking for a fly that's not even around. No, no, I'm just making sure we're still, we're one hour in. Um, okay. Well, Ask are me another we, question. No, uh, people are supposed to be asking us questions. Well, so Dr. Greg didn't get more. the memo. Dr. Greg pulled up, but there were no other ones, apparently. Unless I can't get it to oh, load in here. Oh, that hurts my feelings. No one Well, there are, me. there's three other ones, but they, they were for camera. So we only here. got five? Yeah. Did you not say that it was you and me? Cam, cut that out. I don't want people to know that only five people ask questions and four of them were for you. I would just put the post up three hours ago. Well, that's your fault for rushing it. Why did we need to do a podcast today? This is podcast number one of wasted an hour and a half of my life for questions for Cam. (laughs) Hurts my feelings. So I'll ask you a question. You ready? This is so lame. (laughs) Are you ready for a question? Yep. What's your favorite color? All right, should we should we end it now? What? We should just end it. No, give me 15 more good minutes. Did the van shut off because it got warm? I shut the air off because I was getting cold. Okay. It was also a so. test to see if it sounded good now versus before. Oh. I could fire no. it back up. Sorry, I'm comfortable. It was too cold. I'm hot now. Okay. <laughs> and you guys will have to tell us for the three people still listening. Driver I Jamie. actually read a comment. Driver Jamie. Uh-huh. So who's still listening? Driver Jamie. Driver Jamie. Mikey C. You think Mikey C is listening? Matt Flood. Matt Flood? Okay. He's he's supportive. Cam. Driver Jamie left the house. Because he has to. The Sorry, other day. Cam. And Allie said that, that she likes Driver Jamie more than anybody else in this world, I think. Well, I definitely didn't say it more than anybody else. You said he's the number one human. Did I? Just like that? Yeah. Don't let him hear that. Shout out. Shout out, Driver Jamie. <laughs> I hate shout out. <laughs> I hate don't ever make me say that again. Uh, he ha- he rescued shout somebody out. the other day again at MX23. He is very useful to have at a dirt bike track. No, he's useful. Well, and I feel like anywhere. this isn't a good way. I was just about to say that, but then I don't like how that sounds. Useful is not a good adjective. That's he's, pretty rude. He's a very... Driver Jamie is like Reliable. the most... Well, yeah. I've, he's a lot of good adjectives. The loyal would be loyal. number one. Yeah. That's his number one. His number one focus is being loyal. He's, he's like all the adjectives that. you want in just somebody in Extremely your life. Extremely trustworthy. Uh, generous. Too generous sometimes to the point yeah. where I feel bad. Yeah. But. He's just the best. Yeah. It's good to have that type of person around because I've spent most of my life being the opposite of that kind of. And I would now, agree. What? 
I would agree. You would? You've, you're not like that in the last two years, but I would agree with majority of your life. So a lot of people send me messages in the app for asking kind of life advice questions, not for the podcast, but inside of the app they do. And a lot of them are older, 35 cool. to 55. So what I think is cool, <coughs> how much... Your coughs are always so aggressive. <coughs> Anytime he coughs, he sounds like he's dying of the plague. How... I'm going to square it on up On a here. scale of 1 to I'm 10, gonna... and I'm going to answer this for you, how much have I changed in the last two oh, years? Oh, great. You're going to be rude to me. No, I'm not. In the last how many years? Th three years. Three. Um, wait, on a scale of 1 to 10, or did you say percentage? I already forgot. However you want to do it. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being complete change? 10 being... Wow, that guy changed a lot. Okay, zero so being, being completely changed, like I said, zero being you went in the opposite direction or you stayed the same. I'm going to give you a 7.2. <laughs> because I still think you have ways to go. <laughs> huh? Okay, yeah, that's fair. There's still moments where I'm like, well, you what could, you could be a, a little bit nicer. What or, have I done a really good job of changing? What do I need to change the most? Um, okay, changing the most came came first. I would say showing. I know that you're a very like um, grateful person, mm -hmm. and I know you're a very honest and trustworthy person. But I think that the thing that I would like to see you change the most is how you show those qualities. Like I feel like it's easy to assume sometimes that you don't have them. Like I knowing you and seeing how you treat people in certain situations, employees. <laughs> customers, ex-partners, whatever, I can see those qualities in you. But I feel like because you're not super emotional and you're more kind of like we talked about earlier, it's easier to assume that you're the other way. Or like your lack of communicating because you think those situations don't matter. It makes it hard to tell that you're operating off of gratitude and kindness and all those things. On a scale of one to 10, how did I handle the situation with our partner for Moto Academy? Oh, 10. 10? 10. A 10.0. Well, oh, no, well, I feel like... The whole scope of all of it. Give me a rating I feel like and then you could have communicated a little bit better. Like... At the beginning? <coughs> That's kind of a juicy question. I feel like there were things that you could have done better in terms of communicating, so it was... Because and, and I feel like I have to go more to depth with that because you communicated as much as you needed to. But I feel like in situations where we saw that there was starting to be some like crazy behavior or like aggressive or emotional behavior, you kind of just shut down into the basic bare minimum because you didn't want to deal with it. It was exhausting. And you could have maybe been actually, no, you were still really nice and understanding and patient well, I wouldn't give you a 10 because I'm sure there's things I'm not thinking of nobody does anything perfectly but I would give you an 8.9 to 9.2 it's pretty good so the way that it 
Yeah. So are you judging that the way that it played out essentially was I'm trying to think back to all of it as a full scope, the text messages and the phone calls and, and all of it. it. What it really boiled down to was the final two to three phone calls. Oh, absolutely. Is what it boiled down but, to. And so. the unfortunate part of that is that that's when it happened. Yeah. It was literally the last less than a month up to when we were supposed to close. And it was two or three phone calls. Long, long ones. Nah, yeah. Half hour to an hour. Yeah. And wow, that from what I remember. What? That sun's coming in hot. It, it probably Am will look, look like a ghost? Okay. From what <laughs> I remember. That's actually the first time. So before Georgia happened, which obviously I was like really upset emotionally about because I was worried about you. But that's actually the first example when I saw people going low, you went high and you did not react emotionally. And I was like, wow. So that's just sitting back and watching the two happen. I was like, wow, that's how I want to act in those situations. I wish because I know I performed well. Oh, I was impressed. I wish that we could have had those phone calls recorded because doesn't matter. No, but it, it, what it, it really was, teaching. it was like a masterclass in how to, how to kind of, but what's difficult is that when an individual is being emotional, you cannot, you cannot combat that with, with emotion. Well, you can't combat it with emotion, but you also can't combat it with, uh, detached like you did unemotion either because when they're being emotional you were pretty actually that was kind of the most emotional I've seen you be though like when there was, there was an ex empathy I'm trying to be very was, very discreet but when you would try and <clears throat> when you would try and show sympathy for situations that maybe they were going through that had nothing to do with you but were kind of being taken out on you you showed more sympathy or empathy than you would with me and I remember being really like surprised, but in a good way, like happy that you were being that way. Um, you showed a lot of patience. And um, yeah, that was a really good learning experience overall, because I think at the core we know or I choose to believe that everybody in that situation wanted good, wanted to do good, wanted to be good and wanted to treat each other well. Like our intentions were good. It's interesting that I think most people will think our intentions weren't good. I, I, I think it's interesting circulating. though that when it boils down to like when the pressure's on, almost like the hypocrisy, hi, hypocrisy, hypocrisy. We almost had it. Of mental strength or whatever you want to call it. Somebody <laughs> is that emotionally attached. It creates a it creates real self-preserving behavior and there's not really that's why I was like I was understanding of it because I've never acted that way but I've I've acted adjacent to that before to where I was reacting to things and being a no, emotional it's almost like you attract what you don't want because to. I was so I was so deep into something and I was so attached to things that I've I've reacted that way before. and you attract what you're trying to avoid if you think about well, it. Yeah, definitely. And so that was. It was really, really unfortunate. It, but it was, it wasn't. 
Well, it, it was because that was a great that was amazing practice to be able to hop on a phone call like that and have four people on a phone call. That two yelling and two calm. Two yelling, one calm, one pregnant, and ninety-five percent calm. calm. You were calm. You just at one point tried to actually engage. No, I just said you don't her. need to speak like that. Yeah, which, and you well, said it in an elevated voice, and that was what made me go, "Hold on, I'm talking now." Yeah, I got yelled at. I shut everybody down for a second, and I said. This is not going to work. No, that's not what you said first. What you said first was we do not engage the way that they do. Oh, I did? Yes. Oh. So I said we do not engage like that. You were yelling at me first. But I did it in a good way. I said I we, was do a not embarrassed. we do not yeah. engage like that. And this is not going to work. We need to sleep on this and we need to have some clear we need to make some clear decisions on what this partnership is going to look like moving forward. Which is totally fair because you were saying that not only so that we were moving forward, being comfortable, but so that those partners could feel comfortable as well. And just to throw this in there is I literally lost sleep over being worried about them. them. Like that was the first thing I thought about when it all started falling apart. And AJ kept reminding me, Allie, we've tried it was what? So we had that call on a Friday night, the last big blow up call. We said, we're going to sleep on it. We'll read. We'll touch base tomorrow after, you know, the couples talk or whatever. And we'll move forward. And you tried reaching out Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then closing on Tuesday. <clears throat> I saw whatever thread somebody sent you on Vital where the other partner was saying that they went silent on you the day before. It's like, OK, that's fine. You could say whatever you want in public, but. You were asking for wiring instructions. You were asking for a call for the partners to well, move through things. Like I mean, that part's not important. <clears throat> but you communicated more than I've ever seen you communicate, and we were doing it as graciously and kindly as possible. And so I think for us, just taking a step back, it's just frustrating because you can't. Well, and then we immediately had another situation happen where it's like you can't impose your way of thinking on other people, even if your way of thinking is the better way of thinking. Uh, <laughs> is that the situation? It's just never in that moment are you going to be able to convince the other person otherwise because they're emotionally in it. It's like the way I described it to somebody. Hopefully my shot looks okay. I guess. When my, I mean, I look pretty blown out in that. I think I do too. Shot. No, your shot looks good. Oh. My shot looks like it could be blown out. So sorry, cameraman Cam. The way I, the analogy I used is it's like the person that is drowning and somebody goes in to save them and then they just drown the person that's going in to save them. You just said that to somebody yesterday. It's, that is it what was. it felt like. And it's not that those pers those people, the a person in that situation has malintent. Mal yeah. Or at least you, I always assume that they don't. It's better to assume that they don't they still can't help it so well it was almost at times like it was being received what you were saying like it was yeah, understood in those phone calls and i, I hung like, up wow. and i was like oh i think we made oh, i think yeah, we made progress. some progress i think we, that was a breakthrough yeah and I, yeah and at the base of it all i mean the ending was what it was we would have loved to have purchased that property it just all comes down to we needed more time to make sure that we were going into a partnership and purchasing a property with people that aligned with 
not only the well, vision, but, be, but communication. They've got to be high level. Don't use that word. They've got to be high Rude. level. Rude. They've got to be high level. No, I don't think high levels. I just think sharing the same vision is level, a great way to put it. High okay. level is inclusive of like creativity. High level is inclusive of emotional intelligence. High level is inclusive of uh, business sense. Yeah. It's inclusive of yeah. I don't know. I just communication think- skills. All of those things. So that's just like I generalize it as high level. It's when you've advanced a lot in all those categories. Sure. But I just you, think you could use a different phrase. But sure. What this made me realize more than anything is that, and I've had this happen a lot in the past, but I was so low level in the past that I, I was deserving of being with those, you know, a lower level person. Now, now just keeps it, it became so obvious that like, oh, thank goodness we're not in that situation. If we are, there's two options. Either everything we do moving forward has to be the Moto Academy and the Moto Academy only because we can cultivate our team, how we want to cultivate our team and have control over that. I don't want to completely X out the idea of collaborations in the future. I think that needs to continue to happen, but it's got to be so particular. And drawn out in the very beginning. With the what type of person that they are. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Airbnb guy that was interviewed with Jay Shetty, go people go look up Jay Shetty. He did an interview with the uh, CEO and co-founder of Airbnb. I don't know the guy's name, but it was an amazing interview. I watched it. It was two hours long. I've watched it twice now. And he said that one of the things he accounted for the success of the business and in what they've been able to accomplish was that he had partners from the very beginning that were in alignment with each other and that complemented each other. And he said the worst thing that you could have happen is people that share similar skills, but yet have opposing morals or a vision, but like even just morals. Integrity, all that stuff. Yeah. Because then he's like, then, and not that we in this situation had similar skills because we very much didn't. We had that part of the partnership. That was the benefit. That part of the partnership we, we saw correctly. Their skill sets and their experience were in things separate from what we were good at. Which worked perfect. Which is why we wanted to partner with them in the first place. So that was correct on our end. What was incorrect is that the the, the end game vision couldn't have been any more different for the two of us. Which is conversations that should have been head up, had up front between all parties. And I think we realized that a little bit too late. Basically, we went into this whole situation kind of like rookies. Yeah, you were uh, in the midst of a Supercross season and training. We had just moved to Tampa. I just found out I was pregnant. And all of this stuff was happening. Not to mention learning a business and how to properly operate a business and protect yourself is extremely confusing. Like, I feel like we're still kind of learning things to this day about how to operate so that we're protecting ourselves because you just never know if individuals but um yeah i don't know i think it's a blessing in disguise i think it could have could have worked had people just communicated with us i think communication is key but even just, had it worked in the short term the vision was too different yeah the and that's been made even more clear i've seen them reference since. it to us and to other people i think <laughs> online that they call it they, actually they've referred to it as lies which is sad but they refer to my vision as uh, like a dream. Disneyland. Disneyland. Like or Disney make, World, whatever like they said to make us. Make pretend. Yeah. So if you can't 
that's why I like Mark. Mark is very much like me in that he's a, he's a dreamer. He's like, he's some of the things he says makes most people go. Yeah. Right. And that's how I like to operate. So that's why I like reading the books that I do. I was more limited vision when I met you. That's how the Airbnb guy was. You listen to him and it's like, whoa, First of all, it takes one to know one in the sense that if a lower level person watches that interview, they're not going to understand a lot of the magic of it. Yeah. You have to be mm-hmm. to, at a certain point to be able to, to, to even grasp it. But just, it's amazing. He was talking about community and how building a, a tech company or an app isn't really going to make the difference or change people or affect loneliness and fix loneliness because he saw loneliness as such a big issue, but he said a community would. And it's the same exact thoughts that I've had where I kept thinking, this was before even the app, but in my head, I was like, all right, well, how, what, what's bigger? Okay, motocross training, no, that's not big. What's bigger than that? Okay, well, you like a, an app where people can get together and subscribe. That's better than a YouTube channel because that's leveling up from there. Mm-hmm. And then I, eventually I got mm-hmm. to the point where I decided kind of in my head that I'm like community is the highest thing. It doesn't get any higher than community as far as like creating value for somebody. Well, you know what's really funny is today, I don't know if it was on Instagram or TikTok, but I saw a post and you had to like click and slide through it, but it showed um, like the new build communities that you see today and how they're all just same houses on same houses. And then it talked about how if you changed the community, the communities that were being built out there and you centered them around like um, like farms or gardens that were community gardens with like a little farmer's market on the weekends and like a little community center where people could sing or to talent shows or like things like that. There are sports fields. Like if you centered where people lived around something like that, like if you think about just how much our lives, lives have changed with technology and just advancements, we're so disconnected from people. And so I thought it's funny because we were watching that Jay Shetty podcast last night with the Airbnb guy. And he was talking about community. I saw that post this morning about like living in a community and we're all just so disconnected from each other. Like, what's your screen time? I know it's far less now than it was, but three hours, which is actually amazing. Because what is it? You what was it before? Like nine, twelve to fifteen. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. I work on my phone for the longest time. My screen time was like seven or eight hours, and now it's four and a half, which is a lot better. But Still uh, high. using your your device <clears throat> for the right reasons is fine. I don't think you have to judge that screen number too crazy like if you're using that three hours five hours nine hours whatever it is of your screen time in an hour or two is like inside the moto academy community that's positive it's giving you things if it's watching that interview that we watch that's you could, adding you could argue though that being on instagram is positive depending on how you use it i don't use it sure. in the way that most girls my age would use it and i find it to be a positive place yeah, if you go on my instagram it's highly productive i'm scrolling through the like if I go on and scroll through stuff, mm-hmm. it's motivational thing after motivation. Mine is motivational too. Thing. Health motivational, mind motivational. So my algorithm's pretty spot on at yeah. this point, which is but nice. But anyways, where I was going with that before you cut me off is that I remember somebody talking to you 
in the past about a motocross community as it relates to like living and not like a training f- facility like you want to do with Georgia, but like actually building yeah. homes around some sort of like dirt bike centered community. And I realized that we forgot about that. Huh? That's the whole business. That's my b- whole business yeah, but, model. But to be able to go and stay at Moto Academy, Georgia, or whatever the next one is, yeah. you'd have to train and you're renting a house. You're not actually purchasing a house in a community with like-minded people. Yeah. Like I would love to find people that felt the same way I did about like health and clean living and all that stuff, raising your children in a certain way, having your family be a certain way and living in one neighborhood with them. Like how cool would that be? A cult. Yeah. I'd love to live in a cult. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. That's what that's what it will evolve into. You just wonder why people don't think like that. that like, because it's too big. It, it, you, people have that thought. I'm sure there's a bunch of people that have had that thought to some extent, but then they, that, that's where it ends. Ugh, it just drives me nuts. You look at, like, especially in Florida, I think we noticed it. All of those box houses, every single one or a variation of two or three of them, all put up next to each other with everybody driving the same car and the houses all look the same. Yeah, so it's- all that is is like short-term thinking in the sense that... that whoever created that is trying to just make as much profit in the short term as humanly possible and get out of there. Again, it's like ruining us. Then there's the type of person like the Airbnb guy that is less about immediate short term capital gains and just trying to to think is big because that's where it boils down to. That's what I explain to people. And like, that's basically been my philosophy at this point now is, and it's kind of what started me on a little bit on the journey of this. Yeah, it just happened at a really low number. We got to the point where. At a low number? Financial. Oh. Like how much money we make. We got to a certain point and I was like, that's good. Now what? We reached that point over a year ago, which is really interesting because it's for. It's all relative. That number is high to some people. It's low to some people. But in my head, I we reached that number. I was like, "Well, what more could we, what more could we really want?" We have well, and then you realize it's not anything about you. Right. You are no longer. Some people spend their entire lives chasing the dollar. Which, to buy themselves materialistic things. Which, if you never things. get to the point where you're, you have that conversation of well, what now? I guess you still at least have an objective that you're shooting for, which is fine. But, but it's uh, pointless. But it is pointless. And a lot of people chase that for however long it takes. And people that experience fame and all that, it's the same thing. All of these people go through these steps of thinking that they have to achieve something or X amount of dollars. And then they will always find themselves in the what now what? Mm -hmm. And that was me like a year and a half ago. But I still wanted to combine the now what with how can I make Moto Academy the biggest brand in motocross, but money doesn't matter. And what's nice about that mindset is you can think big without the fear of, oh crap, what happens if we, what? I still haven't learned that. And that was the problem with our partners, right? It was, it was only, there was no dreaming. It was, it was just strictly it was spend as little as possible. We can't afford this. We can't do this because of that. That costs money. 
we, yeah, it was all money was basically determine all of their decisions. I get it. That's the real world. But mm-hmm. you, you, you kind of keep yourself small by doing that, like business wise. Yeah. For, for me, I mean, people will talk about the way that I think all they want. There's going to be people that judge it one, like one way or another. But what I said to everybody when all of this was happening is, well, there's going to be two types of people. There's going to be the type of people that either think that I'm full of crap and that the Moto Academy is full of crap and this whole thing is a sham. And I was telling lies and I was just pulling stuff out of my butt. And then there's going to be the, the type of people that do believe my vision. But ultimately, the only thing that will prove it is time is just it, whether it happens or not. And so yet when it happens, it'll prove that like the way I think about these things actually. Well, and something I've kind of learned throughout this whole experience is just that there's nothing to prove. Like it really, really doesn't matter. The only thing that mattered to me was that those partners would be okay and nothing detrimental would happen to them financially or otherwise as a result of us not putting money down and essentially backing out because we weren't granted an extension to figure everything out. That's what's nice about having the mindset in the whole picture that we do is that you can be actually gracious towards other people because the the end the decision will not revolve around money and trying to save your own butt the decision can revolve around truly like objectively looking at it from a zoomed out version of okay what is actually the best decision here i've never been be so angered and frustrated at a situation well actually i was at something that happened after that angered and frustrated at a situation but honestly at the same time cared more about the well-being of those people and just hope that nothing bad comes out of it you know what i mean so yeah so then for the three our people intentions still were always good i i want i'd love to be transparent about the next thing that happened not worth it that was the most upsetting to me though but it's not worth it but i i think you're only saying that because it's still too close in time no i, I just i just think it's not worth it just but it, breaks good, the microphone on the table it's a good thing to it's a good thing to use it as an example yeah but doesn't need to be because it's just it's specific it's obvious it's not necessary oh well it's just it's in the last two months or month and a half however long it's been since august 1st the closing date um i we've just been through what two or three situations where we're like wow nothing else can happen now why is this happening well i asked myself why are these things happening the very last thing i said why is this happening this was like a little too close to home personally it feels like I lost someone like a family member but then when I go back to the thinking that you've kind of taught me it's just none of it really matters things always work themselves out also you don't have to stress about it or feel any type of way or feel bad or feel shame because that's the best part about operating the way that we do is that we're 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 operating always and when you get to a certain point like it feels darn good to be able to do this with the most 
honest, integrity, every adjective you want to do that's say that's along those lines. That is exactly how we are all the time. That's exactly how I am as a as a leader. Yeah. So I sleep well at night no matter what happens, because if things are happening, I understand that I've done everything right. Don't worry, I, I took the hit on the sleep on the sleepless nights for you. <laughs> that I've done everything right in the sense that and we've done everything right in the sense that we didn't treat anybody poorly. Yeah. We have never been dishonest to anybody about anything. We have never uh, been financially unfair. Like everything that you can go down that list. We've all it's we've ever done taken it all if right. somebody's wanted something from you in any of the situations <laughs> that we're referring to. All it would have taken was an honest conversation yep. to tell you what was wanted from partners, from whoever. And you would have listened and you would have taken it into account and you would have done something to go in the direction of what that person wanted. For those listening, just remember that other people cannot read your mind. <laughs> if if you, You've if always you said that want to me. something, just Speak up. say it. Yeah. And you can say it and communicate it unemotionally and very, very d directly and to the point and it, you don't have to sound like an a-hole. You don't have to, you just, just be honest. Well, and, and I think it'll, it'll create open. And I know it, what, what happens is the longer that you wait to do that, you become resentful, you become resentful. And then also it weighs on you more and more and more to the point where like the a very simple conversation can be something that you work up in your mind to be is this huge event that you're afraid to do. Just have open conversation all the time. Yeah. As a as a person that is a people's boss, I don't like to use that term, but as somebody that has employees, I have conversations all the time that a lot of people would probably consider really uncomfortable. Um, well, I was going to say before you even just said that, I'm what would you consider me like an empath? Like my biggest concern is always hurting other people. Is that what that would be? Or like offending somebody or just sure. upsetting them all around. And so I'm the type of person you saw with my example today where I don't want to bring something up and upset somebody and I will literally avoid it until it makes me sick. And I've literally watched how you've managed and maneuvered through certain situations in your own business. And it's taught me a lot about how I want to act and behave because all, like you just said, if you put things off or you don't say how you truly feel in a respectful less emotional way makes it worse for everybody it does and just like anything it takes practice if i if i was never comfortable with those conversations oh, they're super uncomfortable but they then make me sick they are at first but then as you, you get more get into your better belt, at them, yeah. and you also understand that if you just are coming from a place of honesty and integrity and again all of the right adjectives what are you fearful of mm -hmm the only thing you could potentially irrationally be fearful of would be the other person's reaction, emotional reaction, which to is your their response, problem. Which it's is not yours. their problem and yeah. it's not your problem. So you could come into a conversation guns a blazing and be emotional about it. And it's probably not going to go the way you want, or you can just have a vision of what that conversation is going to be, detach emotion completely from it and just speak facts and listen to the person and understand 
their point of view and put yeah. yourself in their shoes and then don't react to how they respond. Which nobody, Take a deep breath nobody and, has put themselves in our shoes. No. Not a single person. No. And that's so, that's what made me realize through me this most. whole thing that like yet lower level thinking will create really self-preserving behavior and that they cannot and it really worry hurts about people. anybody but themselves. Yeah. And it's not malicious. It's just what, what it's it is. taught us is that we've, we have to, although we can operate that way, we have to on the back end do everything humanly possible to protect ourselves and anticipate yeah. the worst at all times. It's like the sad reality of just human behavior. But that behavior. stuff can go on systematically in the background without us having to worry too much about it. If we have a good team that's doing contracts, uh, non-competes, uh, NDAs, which I will say, I will say, it. I've had this thought many times. Like even last night when you were on the way to, or when was that? Two nights ago now, that you were on your way to Canada, and you missed your flight, and we found out Coach Mitchell, God bless him, who's only taught three classes, had to go teach a sixty-person class <laughs> in Canada by himself. Like, that was one of them. But I realized how many good people that you have around you supporting you. Like, shout out Team Moto Academy. <laughs> Because shout out, shout out, <laughs> said it twenty times so far. I will say you have like the best group of employees right now. Yeah, I'm going to attract, and we're going to okay, attract. Well, okay, well, we're going to attract. No, you just didn't need to say that. We're going to attract all the right types of people. Yeah, but always throughout that, it's not that the other people are wrong types of people. It's just that mm. even the right types of people can experience certain emotional reactions to things that cause them to think short term and cause them to uh, make poor Just decisions. Just causes a lot more hurt than it needs to. Yeah, and causes yeah. poor decisions that affect them in the short term and then the, the long term. So anyways, to wrap it all up, we realized that actually everything's probably happened for us and not against us. And now we're able to focus on in two months having a daughter, which you were about to be in the heat of things. <laughs> probably at a training facility in Georgia. And now we don't have to have that stress and we can actually enjoy something that we've been wanting for some time with good people around us that we know have our backs. There's nothing bad in our lives. So, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, Dougie's also, he probably he likes this cause that air, that I've AC never seen him right be so him. content somewhere in my in a car. Yeah, he likes it. He's content in a car. That's good to get him comfortable in that spot. Cause why? Cause you're going to take me it. to Maine. Maine? Yeah, I want to do Vermont and Maine for the fall. You know who's going to love you for this podcast? Because we're, oh, we're only an hour 37 in. Driver Jamie loves the long podcast. He does? Yeah. So, oh. Well, I could sit in, you already did that. No, I didn't. I did that because of the baby, not because of an order. Oh. Uh, we, when an order comes in through Shopify. I started this. You started it? No, I, you didn't. I started it. And then Cole started copying me. Because she thought it was cute. You I started, started it. it. Yes. Yes. I don't believe that. But we... Oh, wait. We can't do a fake one. Yeah. We fist bump when an order comes in. I think it's good practice to do that. Do you know why? Why would that be beneficial? Because we're celebrating positive things. Sure. Why are you away from the camera? Because when I'm not talking, I aim it away from me, so I don't... <laughs> How's my breath? <sighs> Okay. I know it's probably not good because you had bolognese before this. <laughs> it that didn't heat up well. I think it was the noodles. No, it was the meat. Can't can't do meat right now. 
Not it my thing. Neat. I would like you to take me to Charles right now so I could have some oysters. Sure. Okay. Uh, thank you guys for listening. An hour and 30. Uh, hour Alley Cat got a whopping one question. Thank you, Premix Papa, for caring Shout about out me. Shout Premix Papa. I'm never coming on this podcast again. By the way, it seems as though this podcast is fairly popular, at least inside of the Moto Academy. You guys, they're, it receives the highest level of engagement almost of anything we do inside of the app. So comment really? below. Do you guys like the episodes with Allie? Do you never want to see her face on here again? Where are we lying in that? Uh, let us know. Send a comment. But just be nice, please, because my little pregnant <clears throat> heart can't take much more these days. <laughs> it's easy for us to be able to hop in the van and do this. Now Our neighbors are watching. Are they? 100%. Shout out cameraman Cam, by the way, for doing the entire interior build to be able to make this yeah, podcast he did a good job. possible. Yeah, it's almost done. All we have to do now is we're going to run a couple more cables, hide a couple more things. Get the stands. Definitely. Oh, yeah, we got, we're going to get... Love Tony for offering that up. Low profile... So it should just be like this, Allie, and just that way Sweet. you could swing it out here and I could just, it could just be like this. Oh, I thought you paused because I did that. Like, what the? So that's going to be nice. Also, we are going to set, he's going to set it up so we, I can live stream, which will be cool. So I could, instead of getting on my blurry phone, I could live stream inside of the app right from my camera. Um, Cam, just a note, it would be really cool if somehow this could be up on the TV. Is that easy? Yeah, I bet it. They custom upfits did a HDMI plugin. You would so think that that would be HDMI into the TV, where it could like pan back and forth between that camera and this camera. Oh, so we well, that would take see. somebody producing it in real time. Oh, really? Are you cutting sure? back and forth? How else is it going to go back and forth? Well, you would think with technology now it would just, just do that technology? every five seconds or something or every ten seconds. Oh, just technology. So then it's just on you when I'm talking and staring into the camera. That'd be good. Uh, our neighbors oh, looking at us. Oh, they're definitely watching. Okay, Moto Academy podcast, number one podcast in motocross. Thank you, guys. Made up. <laughs> Not made up. Thank you, guys. Toodles. Toodles.